Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Oh. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 354 of The Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, long time no talk. It's been a while. It's been about eight days. Um, yeah. But, um, well, I'll get into all that and, and, and whatnot. Um, today's, uh, episode, I have a familiar sounding voice. Uh, Jay from Iowa is back on the show. Uh, I've had him on numerous times. Uh, much like when I had Alec on, we did a state of the union, kind of the state of the East Coast League. Um, today we're going to do the state of the Southern Pro League, kind of at the halfway mark. And of course, Jay is the season ticket holder in Quad City. He's an old minor league guy from way back and he's seen it all. So, um, he's going to talk to us about the good, the bad, the ugly of this, of the Southern Pro so far. Um, and it, and actually initially when we recorded the episode, I kind of do an intro at the start of it and it's like, that was going to be it. I wasn't going to do, um, I was just going to slap it out there and let's go. Um, I've obviously changed my mind and I'm doing an intro to it. Um, point being is in the episode at the time when Jay and I recorded it, um, Daniel Amesbury had not been signed by anybody and he had just been, uh, banned by the federal league and we were kind of going on and on how, you know, Bush it all is and blah, and blah, blah, blah. Well, since then, there has been activity and we will get into that. But since that happened, I wanted to do an update. So I'm like, well, I guess I have to do an intro now. So here's my intro. But, uh, there's a few things I want to talk about. Jay and I go for a little bit over an hour, but so that's going to leave me about eh, 15, 20 minutes to, to talk to you guys. Now, um, I'm going to talk to you about a few things. I got a few, few topics I want to talk about briefly. Um, news and notes, if you will. And then, uh, you know what I'm doing here, sitting here right now. And, uh, then we'll get into the show. 
But uh, as, as always, the first I have to say, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Over 100 shows in the network. I'm on the original content creator side, along with Jolton Joel Azito of the Coliseum Chronicles. And I talked to Joe today. He texted me. It is finished. It's complete. His, episode, his first episode or his next episode will be dropping Monday. Uh, he finally finished the uh, epic interview. I don't know how many. I didn't ask him how many episodes. I'm sure it's a million. You know, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, an encyclopedia. But uh, episode part one of that interview will be dropping on Monday. I am not going to say who it is, but <clears throat> he is a favorite of mine. I'm looking very forward to this interview. As far as I know, he's never done a podcast interview before. And um, he's a minor league legend, folks. And I believe me, if you were a minor league hockey fan, um, fight fan, you will, you will be loving this. So really looking forward to it. So Monday, Coliseum Chronicles. Um, Alec, well, Alec is busy loading up the U-Haul and grow, going across country. I don't know if he's good or maybe just taking the blocks off the house and, and hooking it up and towing it to wherever they're going. He's heading to Tennessee, folks, the Smoky Mountains. Off he goes. He's on the move again. Yep. I'll tell you, like a fart in a blanket, you know, always somewhere. But, uh, so he's sort of on a, in a holding pattern right now outside of fighting with the East Coast League again. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know when Alec will do another episode, but, uh, for right now, he's, uh, he's stacking boxes and Rubbermaid tubs and wrapping up the fine china. And, uh, you know, although, you know, it's all, I guess you don't have to wrap paper plates. So, you know, who knows what's going on over there and that with that hillbilly, but, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I, I wish him well on his move and I do not envy him. Um, you know, at, well, everyone listening, we've all moved a few times and I can't think of anything more awful. And, uh, so good luck to you, sir. Um, you know, safe travels, but, um, yeah, guys, um, other than that, um, yeah, check it out. Fourth line voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook, my YouTube channel, uh, I know I keep saying I'm going to update my YouTube channel and get it going. I I will. I promise I will. My uh, my my January has been a little uh, little all over the place, a little scattered with work and everything else. A new job and old job and around and around we go. But um, you know, I'll I'll get into all that briefly here. But um, you know, my schedule has been kind of goofy. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, <clears throat> so. The last episode I released was like basically last week. Was it last Monday? I believe I I, I, I released it. And of course, any long term uh, listeners know I my I do two shows a week, Wednesday and Sunday. Although through December and January here, um, that that's kind of been all over the place. Um, and it is something that I want to go back to. Um, although I'm saying that, and in the middle of February on the 19th, I leave for Las Vegas for uh, ten days. So. Um, We'll see how, 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 uh, you know, I, I could stick with the schedule. Um, I apologize because I've actually gotten a couple, um, emails from listeners and they're kind of like, dude, what do you, what, what happened to your show? Where you, all I could say is subscribe to, subscribe to Spotify or iTunes or whatever you're listening to. And then when the episode drops, you'll get notified. I just do it that way. Um, uh, but yes, that is my goal is to back, back on the Wednesday, Sunday schedule. And, um, yeah, now that, uh, you know, work has sort of straightened itself out and, uh, yes, I was, it, I was sort of, uh, I was sort of a nomad here at, at work. I've bouncing through different departments here. Um, 
I will say now I've talked to a few people and uh, they know um, I am actually, uh, I reverted. I went back to my old position. Um, the supervisor position did not work out. Um, it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. Um, for, fortunately, in, my, in our union, you have uh, 90 days to try out a job. And if you don't like it, you can revert back. Um, it was only a temporary position to begin with anyway, up to a year. It was, uh, what I'm, it was a discipline thing and they don't, they're still, they haven't decided what they're doing yet. So in the meantime, they had a bunch of fill-ins, so to speak, and I was one of them. Um, but it could have been next month, two months, a year, you know, they didn't really know, but it was up to a year was the posting anyway that I had taken. And I wanted to try the, um, I just wanted to try a supervisor position. I had never, I haven't been in one, um, within the city and um yeah I tried it I was there for almost three weeks and um yeah it, did, it wasn't uh well I will say the job was fine I enjoyed the job I enjoyed the people there that wasn't the issue um basically it just it just came down to money and um not to sound like some greedy asshole but um Basically, the way they had scheduled it, they they had scheduled it with the staffing, and um, it is a new, it was a new area uh, within Saskatoon, and uh, it's a whole new department that's been created, and uh, a new area uh, recovery park, and it's a whole environmental thing. Um, it's been a ten year deal that they've been building this, and uh, so needless to say, it went way over budget, and uh, to rein it in. Um, they have, they're cutting costs and everything else. And in, in doing that, they're cutting the overtime and, and all that. And I, which I understood from their point of view. Um, of course I didn't know that until I got there and started realizing what was going on. Like I said, I've been, I've been, uh, with this job for 21 years. So I'm, I'm, I'd like to think I'm, uh, you know, uh, I know where the, I know where the bear shits in the buckwheat. So I didn't need it drawn for me. I could figure it out. And, uh, no, I went and had had some really um, positive uh, conversations with the superintendent and um, laid out my position and he told me what was going on and going forward what they're doing. And, um, you know, I came and sat and talked with the wife one night and we kind of did the pluses and minuses of staying or going. And, um, yeah, uh, it just, uh, at, that, at this time in my life with a mortgage and everything else and, you know, and pension pensions based on my seven best years um yeah it was um it, it financially i just couldn't do it it was it was way too much of a hit like we're talking like 15 20 thousand dollar difference so it was uh you know we're not talking 1500 bucks or a couple hundred dollars i mean you know substantial difference um so it was just i couldn't afford to stay is basically what it came down to and uh you know, I told the superintendent that we kind of laid out the numbers and he agreed. He was just like, yeah, no, you can't afford to stay here. And, uh, so, so I'm back in my old position, which isn't bad. I, I never left my position because I hated it. I didn't hate my job. Um, in fact, it's, it looked, it's looking better and better by the, by the day as I've got come back. Um, you know what they say, sometimes the grass is greener only because it's over top of the septic tank. So, um, you know, and I shouldn't say that because where I, like I said, where I went was not bad. It was that it wasn't my hatred for the people. I need to get out. Like I said, it was strictly financial. Um, and going forward for the, in the foreseeable future anyway. Um, so, but like I said, it, it wasn't the door has been closed permanently or anything. They, 
like I said, in the future, if uh, other supervisor jobs open up, and I bet it's, nothing's going to be held against me or anything like that. In fact, they they he said he really enjoyed. Everybody seemed to really enjoy my, uh, you know, having me out there. And um, yeah, and like I said, I, I see these guys all the time anyway with my other job. So with the garbage anyway. So um, yeah, it's not like I was going to some completely foreign place. So um, and actually, I started way my twenty one years ago. I this, I started out at the out of the landfill. So it was, uh, you know, it was kind of old home week. So, but a lot has changed since for 21 years. Um, the point of all my rambling here, get to it, uh, too late. Um, yeah, no. So anyway, I am back in my original position, uh, back in the saddle on the iron horse. And, uh, so my schedule is back to the old, the old schedule and, um, let's act like this never happened and we'll get on with life. But in the meantime, um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, you know, I've been moving back and forth and shifting. I went back from 10 hour shifts to eight and a half hour shifts and blah, 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 and working weekends again and sometimes and overtime and stats and EDOs and all that sort of nonsense. So, um, my schedule has been really, really kind of goofy all of January here. And, um, so I apologize now. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know, um, you know, because I kind of mentioned it in the last episode that things were kind of getting, I, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, but now I'm, I'm, I'm back and, uh, this is my, kind of my first week back. Well, of course, my first week back, it was literally the, at the start of this week was minus 50 outside. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have stayed in the office for one more week. Um, it was very nice today, but it was like, minus two today but um yeah minus 50 is enough to you question a lot of things when it's minus 50 um so it was just you know things around the house needed to get done um you know blah 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 so um this is a very long-winded reply to why i have not come out with episodes in eight days um but i'd like to think here advancing forward well and I also want to say I didn't want to short Jay's episode like by putting it out on Sunday and then three days later coming out with another one. Um, I sort of like to keep in the perfect world. I would have my interviews or my guests on the Wednesday show because I think the Wednesday show can be a little longer. Um, I, now I'm not talking Joe Lazito marathons. My goal sort of in my mind, it's the Wednesday show can be about an hour and a half. Eh. Unless I have a guest on and we're, I mean, it's going really well and we're blah, 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 and it goes for two hours, you know, I'm not going to cut a guy off. But, you know, an hour and a half is where I'd kind of want to be. Uh, whereas the Sunday show, I'd like to keep between 45 and an hour. That's kind of my goal now. Uh, and the Sunday show will be kind of my ranting about whatever. Um, that's my goal going forward. Uh, I, I kind of want to get back on the guest thing on Wednesday, whether it be a player or a fan. Um you know, not just solo episodes constantly. Um, although I will say once in a while, I get, I kind of get in the mood and I just want to be by myself and just do these shows. But, um, going forward, that's going to be kind of the goal. I think will be Wednesday will be a, a co-host show, whether, like I said, a player or a fan. And then, um, Sunday will be kind of a solo episode. So that's, that's going forward here in the new year. That's, that's kind of the ambition anyway. <clears throat> um, having said all that, 
Um, yeah, so, well, and then, well, and it, okay, Saturday I actually tried to upload the episode, and it wasn't really working, so I was just like, okay, well, forget it, I'll wait and upload it on Wednesday, and, you know, and, and we can, I'll come up with a Sunday episode later, so, um, yeah, so, yeah, everything's just been up in the air in a mess, so. Yeah, guys, that, that was, there's my tale of, uh, my, basically my late December, mid-December to now. That, that's kind of, uh, work has, uh, been all over the place and, um, a lot of moving around, a lot of hour changes and shift changes and, um, yeah, so, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be back. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's been, I, how long have I been? 16 years, I guess I've been at this job and, um, one of those, I guess you, you, when, when you move around and you talk to people and you actually try different things, you, you kind of look back and it's, yeah, you know, you know, maybe, maybe I, I maybe I wasn't a good spot and, um, you know, I, it just takes you moving around to recognize it. So no, I'm back in, uh, back in the saddle and, uh, enjoying it and I'm happy. I'm, I'm good. And, uh, for now I'm, uh, I, I'm staying here and, and we'll see. Like I said, never, never say never. There's lots of opportunities. There's lots of different departments. And, uh, you know, as I get older, I got 10 years to go and, uh, 11, maybe, uh, yeah, I guess 11 would put me at 60. So, um, 11 years to go and then, uh, hopefully can, uh, ride off into the sunset. But in the meantime, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what, uh, opportunities come up. But for now, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back, I'm back home, uh, I'm back playing in garbage. So that's okay but um anyway i'm sure everybody's like and eh, none of us give a fuck so there we go well before yeah before i get into yapping with jay here we i put his uh we we get that going um yeah the update with daniel Ainsbury, like i said um like because like i said jay and i were talking about why isn't anybody signing him well he has signed in fact he has actually signed with the fort wake yeah, easy for you to say the fort wayne comets in the east coast league um, the East Coast League is going to honor the Federal League 18 game suspension, which is only, he only has a few games left anyway. He is eligible to come back, I believe it's February 3rd against Cincinnati. Um, but here we go, folks, already out of the, sh- this will be something to see. February 7th, Fort Wayne is in Kansas City. And who is in Kansas City? But none other than Ryan Devine, the Ice Wars 3 champion. Is going to face the Ice Wars one champion on February seventh in Kansas City, so we could see an Amesbury Divine uh, showdown, and I am all for it. I uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'd like I want to see what uh, um like all of us, uh, I want to see how Amesbury does in a in a step up in competition. Um, you know, nothing against the Fed guys or anything like that, but they're you know the East Coast League is. Uh, is where it's at, boy, and, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, well, Ryan, Ryan Devine, Anthony Collins, uh, Kyle Newber, you know, uh, Ski, Darren, Darian Skiho, on, and, uh, Nico Blatchman, on and on, um, there's some tough dudes in the East Coast League, and, uh, and, you know, Amesbury's gonna want to make a name for himself, and, uh, after 18 game suspension, he is definitely well rested, um, actually, uh, I believe this weekend, uh, of all things, he has a rough and rowdy. His uh, he has another boxing match coming up in rough and rowdy here at the end of the at the end of the week. Um, so he's got that, and then he's uh, packing up and heading to Fort Wayne. So um, 
Yeah, rough and rowdy, and then uh, be suiting up with the Fort Wayne Comets. So, Ainsbury will be a busy dude. So, uh, good luck to Daniel Ainsbury, and uh, looking forward to see what he can do in the East Coast League. Happy to hear that he signed. I cannot believe a team in the Southern Pro League did not sign him. Um, yeah. or Well, I, sh- I okay. Maybe one of them tried, but he had the East Coast League offer first. May- I don't know. Um, I'm not his agent. I have no idea how it went. Um, but, um, you know, I, well, even at the beginning of the year, like what Jay and I were saying, how does a Southern Pro League team not bring him in anyway? Uh, whatever. Okay. But, um, in other news, um, well, I'll tie this all in, but, uh, Terry Ryan, 47 year old Terry Ryan suits up with the Newfoundland Growlers of the East Coast League. Um, they have his local team, uh, out there in the Maritimes. Um, they had a lot of sickness, uh, the flu or whatever went right through the team and they were short a lot of guys. And I guess they kind of asked Terry the night before, Hey man, can you suit up for us? And, um, he was a little apprehensive, but he said yes, for sure. And, uh, I mean, again, at the end of the day, it's the minors, you're, you're going to go for the promotion. So, I mean, you know, Terry Ryan, you know, publicity for sure. Asses and seats, Ted Hitchcock from the Jersey. Um, you know, and of course it's the Maritimes where Terry Ryan's kind of a, a local legend, you know, obviously a first, former first round pick of the Montreal Canadiens and, um, people listening to this show obviously know Terry, well, Terry Ryan's on the network with his podcast. So, um, you know, people listening to this show know who Terry Ryan is. Um, so it was great. Terry got out there. I mentioned it on the, on my last episode that, um, it was the night that he was, I recorded it the day that he was going to play that night. And, uh, and I said, you watch Terry will drop the gloves. Well, sure as shit, Terry did drop the gloves and had a little go. And, uh, you know, short and sweet, kind of got wrestled down. But, you know, he did drop the gloves, picked up the instigator call. boy, TR at 47 years old, fighting somebody half his age. Um, but, yeah, it took a few shifts and uh, and good on him. 47 years old, getting out there and, and, and still chasing it around. So, um you know, and and uh, and he mentioned it in a, in a bunch of his interviews. But uh, I think the really cool thing is is his young daughter got to see him play pro. Because um, last time he played pro, obviously she wasn't born yet. So um, he said that was a real big deciding factor for him to go do it. And uh, you know, and he was yeah, obviously nervous. You don't want to embarrass yourself when you go out there. And I mean, a lot of people viewed it as a publicity stunt. And there was probably some truth to that. But at the same time, you know, you're. I don't care how old you are. If you're an athlete, you're an athlete. And especially a former elite level athlete, no one's wants to, you know, no one wants to go be a clown. Um, you know, you, you want to, you know, as much as you recognize what it is, you do want to play well. And, uh, and it is the East coast league. It's a regular season game. This isn't preseason or anything like it, you know, points mattered. And, uh, you know, unfortunately Newfoundland got the, didn't pick up the W, but, uh, you know, uh, I know Terry was real, serious on playing well and uh you know didn't get a lot of shifts but uh when he did he made the most of them like i said picked up the instigator call and dropped the gloves late in the third when it was 6-2 but um because uh because the captain got hit and terry went in like uh old habits die hard right you see your teammate down you're gonna go in and he did so good on him so good job tr and terry and i have talked and uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get him on uh, well, right now, like you said, he's getting a, uh, he's getting 10,000, uh, you know, a podcast requests and everything else. So, um, but he actually, we had talked, uh, we were actually talking about a completely different matter actually. And, uh, and he did say that, uh, 
anytime I wanted to get him on, we he will gladly do that and jump on. So um, I told him, well, we'll kind of maybe do one, maybe your five toughest opponents, and uh, and then we'll talk about Shorzy and then the latest uh, this latest uh, in, this latest deal. But um, you know, we'll we'll do all that in a couple of weeks here. Maybe when I get back from Vegas and stuff, I said you go go be famous on Spit and Jiglets again and Roanix podcast, and you know you go do all the big shows, and then uh, you know when you feel like slumming, you can come to my show. So, but uh, we'll we'll do that at a later date. Um, yeah, other than that, guys, um, the only thing I really wanted to talk about, I mean, I guess I'll save my other rants for for Sunday's episode, but no, the only thing actually I kind of found disappointing was was just the, well, I mean, not surprising, of course, social media response for the most part, um, for, well, we'll talk about Terry, it was, it, most of it was positive, but every once in a while you get a few donkeys in there that, um, you know, uh, whether they got a, I don't know if they have some personal axe to grind with Terry Ryan or something, or, I mean, I guess, uh, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be haters out there. I know that's kind of a cliche term, but it's true. I mean, there's always someone looking to shit on you and, um, I don't understand it. I mean, like you said, he did it for his daughter and, and, uh, you know, give it a kick. And, uh, you know, I mean, why, why shit on the guy for it? Like I said, 98% of the replies that I saw were positive, but there's always a few donkeys and he got his ass kicked. <laughs> well, first of all, he didn't. Um, I, Terry himself will probably say he didn't win the fight. I wouldn't say he lost it either. Personally, I think the guy kind of just grabbed him, wrestled him down actually, but, um, you know, whatever, but okay. He's 47 years old fighting a 25 year old and you're shitting on him. Like, okay. Like people are just goofy. So, I mean, whatever. And then the Amesbury thing. I mean, I just laugh at these people that just think like, oh, he's just out to purposely hurt people. It's like, what? Like, why? Well, look at all the suspensions he's gotten. Well, yeah, have you seen what they're suspending him for? Have you seen today's hockey? Like, clearly it's, you know, there's an axe to grind there with the league and Amesbury. And like you said, halfway through a suspension, all of a sudden they have some emergency meeting and all of a sudden it's like, ah, yeah, you know what? We're just going to ban him. What? Like, oh yeah. So you let him sit for nine games and or ten games and it's just like, okay, yeah, we're going to ban him now. Like, so gutless. I mean, you know, and then, so I, I'm pumped that he's up in the East Coast League. I hope it works out for him. I mean, every, if I see one more person crying about goons and all this, it's like, you have no idea what a goon is. Look at you. You're like 22 years old. You've never seen a goon in your life. Believe me. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so I mean the Amesbury thing and, um, the only thing that was kind of, uh, that I found kind of disappointing with the Amesbury stuff was a lot of it was actually some former players, um, and former tough guys kind of bitching about them. And I, which I found kind of, to be completely honest, hypocritical, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I, and I, I could, I, I called them on it online and I was just, you know, not that we were yelling back and forth at each other, but I just kind of said, um, to a couple of them, I'm like, you know, they're kind of shitting all he doesn't belong in hockey and everything. And I'm like, well, what's he doing that you didn't do 25 years ago? Well, I'd like to think when we did it, you know, we did it for the right reasons and all. Well, okay. I mean, I, I some of these guys, I, I mean, I guess we all have sort of bouts of revisionist history. But it's like, dude, I was there at Sass Place watching you play. You did the same shit he's doing. The only difference was you weren't mic'd up and there wasn't social media. So you watch these Amesbury mic'd up videos. I'm pretty sure you were probably saying the same thing 25 years ago when you skated into piles and stuff. Oh, yeah, but this whole baddest man of hockey and all this. Well, 
Last time I checked, I didn't see Daniel Amesbury saying he was the baddest man in hockey. That was like the Dansbury Media, Danbury Media groups and these, um, you know, the, the guy that follows Danbury around that makes the mic'd up videos and stuff. And the Ice Wars is building him up because you're trying to sell pay-per-views. Um, it's funny when the UFC guys do it, it's real badass, but you know, anyway, we'll get into that on Sunday. Um, you know, oh, eye rolling, but, um, Unless I'm mistaken, I mean, I've sat in the, in Edmonton hotel lobbies with Daniel Amesbury, and he certainly wasn't telling me how he's the baddest man in hockey. Um, he was cool with me. I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoyed him at Ice Wars. He's been on my show. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't get it, but at the end of the day, I'm like, I, there's so few tough guys out there. I mean, and we're going to shit on the ones that are doing it. So essentially I said to these guys, so you're mad at Ainsbury because he's mean. Oh yeah. Like I wasn't, again, I've always said with the enforcer thing, isn't that, wasn't, isn't that the point? I mean, I, I know at this point, well, most people have lost the plot. I didn't think actually retired enforcers would lose the plot, but uh, there's all, oh, maybe I'm getting older and I don't, well, Okay, I get it if you have kids playing and stuff and you don't want them to fight because you did and you wreck. I get all that. I, I completely understand that. At the same time, I don't know why, if, for the few guys that are still trying to do it, I don't know why you would shit on them for, like I said, doing the same thing you did 25 years earlier. Well, he's got 300 minutes and 29 games. He's not even a hockey player. Oh, yeah, but if this is 1997, those 300 pen- penalty minutes would be like 152. Have you seen the way they call penalties now? And they look at the refs look at him like he's the boogeyman. They're throwing tens at him like it's candy. So I mean, come on, really? Like, do you think he really earned all those three hundred penalty minutes? Like, obviously not. You know, but right now, he like you said, he sticks out like a spare prick at the wedding because it's like he's the only guy, right? Oh, well, he goes around and he bullies people. Oh fuck! Well, again, I thought that was the point. At least it used to be. So again, it all comes down to people, I've said this when I say, Jay and I, I can't remember, we rattle on about Ainsbury for a while, but it's like, yeah, and I probably say this in the episode, I can't remember what I was talking about with Jay about it specifically, but I'm sure it was something along the lines of, basically where everyone's mad at him because he's mean and he's a bully. Oh, well, okay, that's sort of the point, I thought, but I guess not, even now. But like I said, I understand when it's like, you know, whatever, Peoria fan 78 doesn't like him, you know, okay, whatever, I get it, or whatever, but when it's an ex-tough guy, it was a little disheartening, to say the least. No, and again, that's your opinion, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, I get, on one hand, I get what you're saying, I just find it, you know, it's like when, like when former, like, LaRock and these guys come out and kind of shit on fighting, it's like, but it was okay for you, though. But now apparently no one new can do it, you know, and it's just kind of, eh. not to say that, like I said, I understand, you know, the dangers of fighting, your people are going through stuff now after their career of doing it. I get all that and wanting to clean it up and stuff. Okay. But I don't know. I just find it eh, hypocritical. That's all I'm going to say about that. But, oh, and the whole UFC thing and all that and from Toronto and Strickland and all that stuff. Ah. Uh, I'll talk about that on Sunday if I feel like it. I don't know. I I, I might be busy, and then and uh, I'll be. Um, hold on, I got to look under the desk here. You know, I'm just 
don't mind me. I'm just I'm I'm looking for my freedom. Uh, God, stop listening to the con, folks. Grifting. Ugh. Uh, anyway, we'll get into that whole eye rolling thing. No professionalism anymore. I don't know from swearing at City Hall with after you win the Stanley Cup to UFC press conferences to I don't know. And it has nothing to do with what was said. It was more just the way, just the way it was delivered. And I don't know. I just can't anybody be classy anymore. Is that again? I guess I'm old and I'm showing my age. I mean, I don't know. Can we just? Oh, and if if I see another weigh in, when okay, hold me back, and we're gonna push, and oh, hold on, like just this built up phony drama, like oh, because we gotta sell the paper. I mean, I get it, but it's just so old and so overdone. Because as soon as the fight's done, oh, you can't wait to jump in each other's arms. You know, meanwhile, you're throwing everything but the kitchen sink at each other in the weigh ins and. Calling everyone, calling each other's mom's names and everything else. And then as soon as it's over, oh, I love you, brother. It's like, oh, God. I don't know. I, I just can't. I get, just fight. That's all. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I just want to see you as experts in your field, in your craft, in the art of combat. Just do that. Be professionals. Go out and fight. When it's done, good fight, good fight. One somebody's arms getting raised, and there we go. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm old and boring, but I'm just about the competition. I don't need to see the pageantry. I get why there's pageantry, but um, somebody's got to come up with a new gimmick, man, because this stuff is just old as shit. I don't know, but the rubes love it, I guess, and uh, you know, whatever. So I'll talk about that on Sunday. Maybe we'll see. Anyway, uh, it's been a half an hour of me yapping and whatever. I, I don't know what I'm saying at this point, but how about we just get into it? We'll do a little sponsor here, and then uh, here is my conversation with Jay about the uh, halfway mark of the Southern Pro League. And uh, yeah, guys, it's good to be back here on on Wednesday. And uh, yes, oh, <laughs> hopefully, I would like to think I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. And now here's a word from our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Seattle and Pittsburgh, big matchup. Seattle's been hot, five-game winning streak. Uh, you can get them at plus 120. Uh, another one, if you're into player props or game team props, uh, the Canucks, first goal, minus 150. Something to look at as they play Columbus Blue Jackets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. 
See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, here on the Fourth Line Voice on episode 354. I'm, I'm skipping the intro, folks. I'm skipping everything. Um, we're, get, we're going right to the main event here. No, we're just going... Oh, I screwed this up. I've already screwed the intro up. Anyway, <laughs> I have Jay from the Quad City area. We're going to do a, well, I guess at this point it's the halfway mark of the Southern Pro League. Jay, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, Darren. How you doing up there in uh, Saskatchewan? Very good. It was actually, uh, you know, a little warmer today. It was only minus 25, so it beats the minus the 51. I know. When I was thinking of it's almost shorts weather here, so... After our minus 51 days here. So, but I can't complain because it's actually November, December. We're unseasonably warm for, we actually had a brown Christmas here in Saskatchewan. We actually had is, a green Christmas down here and then, uh, Mother Nature decided to dump two feet of snow on us here in the last week and a half. It was pretty, uh, pretty fun, fun times. Yeah, which is pretty wild because even considering how cold as it is and everything here, you guys actually have more snow than we do. We haven't had that. We got snow, but not like uh, not as amount as you guys did. So, yeah, it's been uh, right now. It's a, it's the same old winter in Saskatchewan, but uh, with the temperatures. But uh, we we don't have actually have too much snow. So only had to show. And then a as I times. as I showed you uh, our uh, our exceedingly long driveway, the snowblower decided to not participate in either snow. So I had to shovel it by hand, and uh, it was a good time. Yeah, that's quite the driveway there, you know, pulling up to uh, Jay Manor, and uh, you know, I can't, well, I can't, I, I can't close the road. Well, I was gonna say, looking at that whole out the 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 driveway and the out everything there, it's like I can't, you couldn't have had one of the uh, one of the servants do it, like one of the no, higher. We help. usually give them the month of January off because we're benevolent leaders. There you go. There you go. Well, you're the guy that I want to talk to for today's show. We're going to, uh, like I said, I always say Alec is my East Coast hookup and you are my Southern Pro League hookup. And uh, we kind of did a, a preseason Southern Pro League uh, preview of a few uh, episodes ago. I don't know how many episodes ago, but it was a while ago. And, uh, you know, and that was that was met with some some interest, maybe some of it feigning, but it was some interest nonetheless. I'd say mixed reviews. Yeah, you know, whatever. As long as you're talking about us, big in China. So, um, <laughs> they, are, you know, for some reason, number four in China, folks, with a bullet. Yeah, that, that's not a that's not a dirty joke, folks. It's true. He, the fourth line voice, is currently the fourth highest rated hockey podcast in China. There's nothing dirty about that joke. No, the Apple iTunes, the charts don't lie. Wow, well, they probably there's probably a little kabuki ish going on, a little bit of bit, but. Still, nonetheless, it's just nice to be nominated. Nice to be thought of, anyway. So, yeah, a few jokers over there teaching English, apparently, are listening to the fourth-line voice. Because other than that, I don't know too many of the Chinese folks tuning in. But thank you, nonetheless. So where they learn all the dirty words. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, so at the top of the show, we're going to kind of... Uh, we're at the halfway mark of the Southern Pro League. So uh, I figured I'd get you on, and uh, we could talk about... Uh, you know, who's been hot, who's not, uh, surprises, letdowns, suspensions, fights, and all that sort of sort of talk. But 
before we get into that, and oh, and Jay, of course, is was in the Quad City area. He's a season ticket holder. He's right down on the glass, you know, and uh, so he is front row center to this. So he's not just talking out his ass. He actually. Well, when you get old like me, Darren, you got to be close to the ice because you just can't see as far. I know, I know. That's what happens with old age, but. You know, you're right down there in the glass. You see it all. So Jay knows what's going on here. And, for, and he also has a, a YouTube channel, D-Skunk. And he's uploading all these Southern Pro League fights. So if you want to hear, if you want to see what he and I are going to talk about tonight, go to that channel. It's all there. I'm telling you, this is the guy for the Southern Pro League. Appreciate you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a labor of love. Exactly. And no, you do a bang-up job and... uh yeah, so for those, like I said, D Skunk on YouTube, subscribe, like the video, hit that, no, what is it, smash that like button, as the influencers say. So yeah, smash that subscribe button, that's how we get our uh, our uh, checks from YouTube that neither one of us get anymore. No, exactly, yeah, but someday, maybe, someday, but um but before we do all that, I'm going to hit you with something. I didn't tell Jay I was going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to lay this on him because I want to get his honest review, his honest reaction to it. Because um, I, well, it's not that surprising because I talked to Alec about it in his episode too. Um, with the announcement, because uh, I know I've had Jay on the show numerous times, and it was always when we did the Ice Wars preview shows and the review shows. We had them on, and people really enjoyed those. When I had you and Alec on, and we. Broke it all down. Well, of course, the last couple of weeks, AJ Galante has announced that he is starting his version of the Ice Wars tournament. It's going to be called the Major League Hockey Fights. And with Daniel Amesbury, him and Daniel are going to put this together. Um, what are your feelings on this? What, what are your thoughts on the Major League Hockey Fights? I, I got to tell you, buddy, it's... I think it's fantastic. I can't get enough of Ice Wars. I wish they would do uh, an Ice Wars type of event quarterly. So I am hoping that the uh, the collaboration between Amesbury and Galante, they can get something going where it's a regular basis. They can get it in front of as many eyes as they can. They can get it snowballing and turn it into something big. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. And, of course, uh, AJ was involved. He was one of the co-creators of Ice Wars, him and Charlie Nama. And, of course, unfortunately, they had a falling out or whatever happened there. Who I I don't know. I'm not going to ask. But whatever happened, they they split apart, and Charlie took the Ice Wars name. And uh, he has he put on one event since then, the Ice Wars 3 in Wyoming, um, that was won by Ryan Devine, speaking of the Southern Pro League, last year's champ, um, won the Ice Wars 3 tournament. But I, was hoping... I will uh, I will break in here just to say there was somebody on the preview show who said if possible he would mortgage his house to bet on Ryan Devine to win Ice Wars. And there's someone um, else on this show that did bet on Ryan Devine to win Ice Wars and uh, made a profit. I, I've turned a profit on these betting on the betting on these Ice Wars tournaments. Why? So why why can't I uh, down in the states I can bet on Uzbekistani table tennis i know because i have because i'm degenerate yep but i could not bet on ice wars yeah you could that that still bothers me a little bit i still harbor a little animosity towards you for that well yeah and it's too bad because of course it was on spreads.ca was well i don't know if i should be dropping the name seeing as this show sponsored by DraftKings, 
But apparently they had their affiliate through uh, spreads.ca, a, a site in Ontario that is apparently only in available clearly to bet on in Canada and not in the United States, which as a, I would say as a sports book or as a gambling site, that's, would you not want to be worldwide? I don't know why you'd want to just be in Canada, but. Well, so. I imagine that well, that that book is kind of akin to the casino from National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Where they're going there, it's like, like, guess the number, and, like, they're playing war. Yeah. That's what I equate it to. Well, I can tell you I've had a few, I've had an account at Spreads, because obviously I had the Ice Wars, because I wanted to bet on the Ice Wars stuff. And, of course, I've since, uh, you know, as much as I turned a profit on the Ice Wars betting and did really well, that money is completely gone, because, of course, <laughs> you got to buy some NFL parlays and everything else that quickly ate up the profits, so it wasn't like I was withdrawing any cash out of it. Um, so they definitely got my money. But no, it would be cool, DraftKings, are you listening? Um, if DraftKings uh, maybe jump in and do the Major League Hockey Fight tournament. I, I would... I, I would go... I would max out my bets on that. I could bring out my DraftKings book right now and tell you all the ridiculous things you can bet on but not ice wars or major league hockey fights yeah so yeah so hopefully aj can do that and when they come out with it they uh get them to sponsor it and uh you know and you can bet on it because that would be cool because i'm pretty sure like even if the spreads uh, kind of sponsorship with Ice Wars was AJ's idea, I'm pretty sure spreads would not like sponsor them as well as Ice Wars. Or maybe they would. I don't know, but they might have like an agreement that we can only kind of sponsor one of you. So, well, DraftKings is not available in Canada, is it? I I got they weren't. I got to look into that. I know. Well. I think their fantasy part was, but I don't know if the gambling part is. Well, there you go. You got a you got a book in Canada, a book in the United States. I mean, for God's sakes, I just brought it up. I can bet on the World Highly League. There you go. And I cannot bet on Ice Wars. Yeah. Figure it out, boys. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, because well, like even Alec was saying, and I mean, we brought this up a few times, like with our predictions on our preview shows. We were pretty much bang on on every on all of them, not to yeah, toot was, not to toot our own horns, but toot toot, you know. And in case you're wondering, I am putting uh, I'm putting twenty bucks on the Cyclones to win the uh, World High Ally League. Just so you know. Well, hey, they've looked sharp this season. They're, you can't beat a good High Ally parlay. I've always said <laughs> so. Is that this, the, is, this is the only hockey podcast show where you will get. The best highlight predictions for your DraftKings sportsbook. There you go. Use promo code, Use promo TH- code TH- THPN. <laughs> yeah, that's a, why do you think we're number four in China for this type of action, folks? So there we go. Well, now it's ten minutes in. We've completely lost all our listeners. So all right, well, you and I. Are you talk- kidding me? Highlight is going to bring them in. It's huge in, in South Florida, buddy. I know. Actually, I, I've uh, yeah. That's a pretty uh, one thing the wife didn't let me do last time we were down there is I wanted to go uh, go to see live high lie and, and bet on it. And she said no. It's evidently sitting on the beach is more important. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I watched 
this was, I mean, this is a while ago, but I remember watching like a little documentary on like Highlight on YouTube one day or something. I can't remember how it came up. It was part of something. And it, at one time, like in the eighties and shit, it was massive. Like there was like, they'd get tons of people at the games and stuff in Florida. Well, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. Okay. Okay. We should probably stop the highlight talk. Cause yeah, they're starting to turn over to, uh, to 31 thoughts or whatever it is. And we don't want to, I mean, I get, I mean, I guess, but I would like to say <laughs> the people that tune into this show, uh, you know, are cultured folks and enjoy all the meats of the cultural stew. So they're enjoying. You, you do have fans. They're very worldly fans. And that's what I appreciate about your show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not only are they worldly, but they're also attractive. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure about the guests, but the listeners, <laughs> are, you know, we'll hey. see. There's a video. There's a reason. The show, too. There's a reason this show hasn't gone to video. You know, fuck. Like, like my mom always said, I got a face for radio. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, all right. Well, so the major league fight, I can't wait for it. And when it gets announced, folks, I can guarantee there's going to be a preview show. And I'm going to get AJ on the show here shortly, and uh, we can talk all about it. But um, and of course, his partner there, Daniel Amesbury, he will. Uh, He's going to figure into our Southern Pro conversation here shortly. But uh, to well, but to start things off, uh, like I said, we're at about the halfway mark of the league. You know, 30 games in, yeah, a little more than a couple games over halfway. Um, wh- what are your thoughts so far? Uh, who's who's the, uh, who, who are the who are the big bad bullies of the Southern Pro League this year? I, I, I got to tell you, it's every time I kind of I kind of think about, well, maybe it's. Maybe this is the kind of last uh, last hurrah of tough hockey. I, I I watch some Southern League games and I, I just fall in love with it every every time I watch a, a tough game because it's it's as close as you're going to get to the old school. And there's still there's still plenty of guys who are willing to drop the gloves. I uh, I actually went through my dedication to you and your listeners, Darren. I went through all of the game sheets this year. There are a hundred and 113 guys with at least one fight this year. Yep. And I don't know that you're going to get 100 guys in the NHL to, that are be dropping the gloves all year long. No. And you were talking like 20, 27 to 30 games. But as, as far as the fighters, I think, in, in my humble opinion, I think the the guy who has kind of picking up the vacant crown from departed Ryan Devine is a guy in uh, Pensacola named Sean Golka. Um, not only does he lead the league with eight fights, but uh, I think he's been the most impressive every time he's dropped the gloves out there. But, I mean, there's still, you got a guy, um, Spencer Kennedy started the year up in the coast. He since came back, although he was just called back up to the coast yesterday. He came back to the Southern League. Uh, he's only dropped the gloves four or five times. He's looked good. Um, a young kid in Peoria named Tristan Trudell, who's the son of their head coach. Um, he's looked pretty good when he's dropped the gloves. There, there's honestly, there's a lot of guys who just just give her hell when they when they go. The the thing about the Southern League is in the East Coast League, you still have some of those massive, bordering on super heavyweight guys, but you don't have a whole lot of those guys down here in the Southern League. Um, aside from aforementioned Spencer Kennedy at six 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 seven. Um 
your bigger guys are topping out at, at six three, maybe a couple at six four. But a lot of the guys are just over six foot, and they they give them hell when they go. It's 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 fun as hell to watch those little guys go. Yeah, well, and you mentioned um, uh, Sean uh, Galka. Uh, I believe he has been called up to the East Coast League, has he not? Uh, no, I if he was, I missed it. I did see that he just got put back on IR a few a few days ago. Yeah, so he's leaving the league with eight fights. And he's been to the second stint on IR. So, in a healthy a healthy season to this point, I'm guessing he'd be over ten fights. Um, but I mean, you got guys like the Leonard brothers. Um, excuse me, Sean and Stephen Leonard. Um, together, they're what they have. Stephen has five. Sean has four fights. Um, Sasha Wad down in Macon, he's got five fights. There's a, a smaller guy in Evansville who I know you I gotta send you a few of his videos. His name is Matthew Hobbs. He's a smaller guy, right at six foot, not even two hundred pounds. But he he gives them hell every time. He's he's got five fights. Uh a guy here in Quad City named Mike Moran. Um he and he and Hobbs have actually gone twice right off the hop, which you don't see a whole hell of a lot nowadays. Um, he's he's fun to watch, but there's I mean I could literally go on and on all night about guys who are fun to watch. Well, and and just throw this out there: the Southern Pro League does not have a fight limit, right? They do not have a fight limit, and they also do not have a instigator misconduct. So there you go, folks. So you'll get you know you'll get two for instigating and five for fighting, but you don't get a misconduct. You're back out there in uh, in ten minutes. Uh, seven minutes. And I believe um, they do have a game misconduct for the third fight, but I haven't seen that come into play yet this year. Wow. Well, there you go. At least some league has the right idea. But, okay, well, paint the picture here for, like, uh, like I said, I got a, the, the folks that listen. Uh, you know, I got some guys that are, that are mostly NHL guys or American League guys. They don't follow the Southern Pro League. Um, as, like I said, as a season ticket lawyer in Quad City for many years, and you go back to the old UHL, the old Colonial League days, so, I mean, Jay's not some new age fan that, you know, he's been around, so he's seen the Varhogs and the Melnichucks and everything else, um, so you can put this into context for people, uh, when, so if you go to Quad Cities and you're sitting along the glass for a game in 2024, what are we seeing? Like, in terms of how do you, I mean, obviously it's not the United League from 1997. I mean, I know that. But in terms of just all these years that you've been going to hockey, I mean, because I rant and rave on here every week about how soft as shit everything is and blah, blah, blah. Um, what's your take on the Southern Pro League for 2023-24? Is it as soft as shit as everyone says it is? Or like as says I, I would say it is as close, it is, it is a watered-down 2023-2024 version of the old United League. It's as close as you're going to get to that in this hockey environment. Every, I'd say every every second or third shift, somebody's catching a stick, somebody's getting a little face rub. There's a lot of greasy guys out there. Um, there's not the amount of guys who would go out there and call them out on the carpet 
which is why there's so many of those little ratty guys. I don't I don't say that negatively at all. I, I love those little rat guys. But yeah. each team seems to have two or three of those guys, but they're not, you know, there's, it's, it's 2024. So there's nobody out there forced them to drop the glove so they can, they can run around a little bit. But there's a lot of that, that greasy behind the play stuff, especially because the Southern League is the, I believe, the only pro league, including the Federal League, that only has one ref. No, so there's yeah, a lot right. of stuff behind the play quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And it's, I'd say it, it's fun to watch. It's not, I've, this is the first year I saw an East Coast League game in, in years, and it was awful. It was the, the skill, there's, I, I'd say there's, there's a decent skill gap between the East Coast League and the Southern League in that the kind of third line ish guys in the Southern League would have a really hard time playing in the coast. But I think the top, you know, the top two forward lines, probably top three defensemen, they could probably play a, a pretty regular shift in the coast. But as far as physicality, I mean, it was, it was a boring game. And my wife and I were on the glass in Iowa for an Iowa, oh, Iowa Kalamazoo game. Uh, and it, it was, it was awful. If that was the product out there, Every game in Quad City, I would not be paying what I do to sit on the glass. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, well, speaking of it, for the folks that don't know, like, because I mean, I know you've been around the Southern Pro League and been to most of the rinks and and all that. Um, in, in terms of and, and like tickets and stuff, how about what, what's a ticket? What what's the cost to go to a southern? Not your fat whacker seats where you're sitting, but for for the poor people, you know, uh, what are they paying to get in to see these Quad City Storm play? I mean, honestly, you can get a pretty decent seat in a lot of arenas for fifteen twenty bucks. Yeah, and I know here in Quad City, they have deals with two or three employers in the area and a credit union in the area. Where if you work for you know X Y and Z, or if you bank at U, you just show your work ID or your membership card. You get buy one get one free seats all season long. Now, in terms of Quad City, like the arena there, uh, uh, what's the uh, how many? What can the building hold? What can the uh, building so, hold, and how many do they get? So there's curtains in the upper bowl. With the curtains drawn, I want to say it's right around five grand, um, and they're they're pulling in just over three thousand a game. I want to say it's it's a pretty it, it's a lot more exciting as far as the fan interaction than it has been in a while, especially at the end of the East Coast League years, because the it seems like there's a lot of it's not the same you know fifteen hundred people. It seems to be a lot of kind of transient people coming to one or two games a year, just a lot more of them from a, from a broader area. And I know here locally, the front office has done a great job in kind of doing a different promotion every game to try to bring in those kind of tertiary or casual people who don't go to a hockey game and they see, oh, you know, we can get buy one, get one free tickets because we bank here. Let's go, you know, give it a try. Yeah. Well, you had the, the kiss night there. The promo, 
promotional night. Sorry, I, 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 I dropped my phone. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, the promo, the promo night with Kiss, the Kiss promo night. Oh, that was that was phenomenal. Well, yeah, the, the rock and roll night. I think I sent you a puck from that night. Yes, you did. They had the uh, Quad City brought in. It was rock and roll night, and they brought in Mini Kiss, the uh, Little People Kiss cover band. Tremendous. Yeah. To do an after uh, after show concert. How were they? Was it good? I uh, I, I don't want to admit this. You're you're going to be angry at me. You didn't but leave, I did did not you? stay. Oh, I, did, I did not stay. How did you not stay to watch the little little person Gene Simmons? Are you serious? I uh, I, I did not stay. There was extenuating circumstances, and I chose to be elsewhere after the game. There you go. Well, as far as the promo goes, I mean, you, you know, I always hear about the minor leagues back in the day. It was like 50-cent draft night and shit. Do they still do that kind of stuff? They do. They still have dollar beer night. There you go. I think there's there's four or five of them here in Quad City. I'll be honest. I don't know. There, there's at least three or four. Um, and it's not just your cheap drafts either. I mean, you get, you know, uh, actually, you know, 12 or, 12 or 16 ounce can of beer for a buck. See, there you go. Folks, I think uh, yeah, I sent you a couple pictures. I had a few Bush lattes for uh, for the Mud Show down there in, in yeah Tennessee or North Carolina or Mississippi or Alabama or wherever the hell he is now. Right, uh, where it's, hey, it's wherever the uh, the wheels stop turning is where the house sits. Yeah, wherever the I where, suspect that I, I suspect that he is actually on the run from some swamp mafia in Florida. I wouldn't be. And surprised. every time they figure out where he lives, he's got to move. Oh, I'm pretty sure Alec isn't even his real name. Yep. He he poached he poached some gators from the wrong clan. Yep. And they're tracking him down. And oh, then Cletus McFarlane or whatever his actual name is. They, yeah, they they figured him out again, so now he's got to go. Why? Well, he just the fact that I think he his, his wearing of the Crocs just finally upset the wrong person. <laughs> and this is what happens. You end up on the run. Yeah. Although I will say the when he uh, when we recorded the show live from you know, Casa de Lugan here, he showed up wearing his cowboy boots. I'm like, I I I almost couldn't let him in the house with them. Oh yeah, old Dusty and his shit kickers there. Yeah, yeah. Like, what did you? Yeah, there you go. Well, we ought to get into that. Talking when they come up here next month, we'll get uh, we'll give you a call at uh, at a game, and it'll be it'll be a real shit show. Oh, there you go. That that yeah. There there's an episode in itself, right there. Yeah, those two yeah geniuses at the rinkside, <laughs> yeah, with his Crocs on. Oh yeah, that's what the I question wanna... be. What'll be higher, the combined IQs or the empty cans on the table? Oh, it'll be a pyramid of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we said before. Yeah, like you said last year, we were talking when we had the Southern Pro League in the, the kind of the final the finale show last year. You know, Ryan Devine was sort of, you crowned him the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Southern Pro League. Um, well, you kind of mentioned Galka here today. Is is there anybody that's kind of the, uh, like if it was just the guy in the league, is there anybody like that yet? Or is it pretty much kind of the fighters can kind of all sort of beat each other? There hasn't been any. I would clear, say it's, I know there it's, isn't it's a pretty cut. wide open at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, there isn't a clear cut number one like last year? Nope, I... Uh... Like I, I talked about before, um, I like that Spencer Kennedy kid an awful lot. But I mentioned in the wrap-up show last year, he reminds me a lot of a young Mike Varhog. 
where to steal a line from you, he's a puppy with big paws. Yeah. And he still hasn't quite got it all dialed in yet. Uh, for instance, he fought a guy from Quad City that uh, Mike Moran is his name. Moran was giving up five, six inches, probably 30 to 40 pounds. Um, and Moran is far from a technical fighter. He, he likes to wing them. But he held his own against Kennedy. And if, if Kennedy's got two or three more years experience behind him, I don't think it's even close. So I think it's, it's – there's still a pretty good argument to be had for anybody to kind of pull away here at the halfway point. Yeah. But then you get a guy like Justin Portillo, who I, I love to watch him play hockey. Oh, he plays wow. it as close to old school as he can. Um, but I mean, he's, he's not really going to get a chance to. Well, I was going to say, I get where no one's going to be watching to play hockey now. Um, uh, of course the latest suspension, uh, you got it for leaving the bench, correct? Yes, which I did not. I actually watched that video for the first time today. That was a pardon my French. That was a horseshit suspension. Yep. When I see a suspension for somebody leaving the bench, I expect to see him, you know, flying off the bench, shedding the mitts, and jumping right into it. There was there was an issue that happened, and Portillo came off. It was a stoppage of play. Portillo came on the ice during the stoppage of play for a line change, and then kind of went after one of the guys from Roanoke and they went from there, but it's not like he came off the ice and made a beeline for somebody on the other end of the ice and giving him 18 games for it is, I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, like I think at well, and going back to what I, the previous Amesbury, we talked about that. Well, we'll get into that in a second. It's, I think it's almost, it's funny because I see these suspensions that they hand out and then you go and read the comments online. Well, if you don't see the video and you're just reading the online comments, like like I said, you think this guy's Jeffrey Dahmer on skates here, the way these people talk. Like, they've never seen anything like this before. Like, he's a serial killer. We need to get him out of here. And then you go and watch the video. And like I said, maybe it's old 48-year-old me, and I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and Kerry Toporowski and Gary Kupal and guys like that. I'm watching this shit, and this is Sunday school, what I'm watching. Yeah, it's, I got, I don't know, I'm not, it makes, it gives, it puts me at a loss for words, because, I mean, so he went after, I don't know what set it off, he went after a guy named Dominic Marson Kavix, who, I mean, he's a little dude, but Portillo is not going to go out there and go after somebody as aggressively as he did without cause. Yes. He's not that kind of. I mean, he, he's he's a tough guy. We discussed it before. What a real enforcer is. There's no such thing anymore. But I mean, he he's not going to go out there and put his team down and will it put himself at risk of a twenty game suspension without cause. Yeah, he he didn't hurt the guy. He was giving him gloved punches to like the side of the back. And even even when he got suspended for it at the start of the year, he he went. He had a fight with a guy, dropped him with one punch. Somebody else from the opposite team came after him, and he grabbed the other guy and, and put him down too. And he got suspended for that. Yeah. Oh, I can and remember going online and saying, "You're oh, we're suspending guys for winning fights now." Yeah. And yeah. that's people get all up in arms for that. They they would be running out of the building screaming if they would see what an average Tuesday night was in the old United League. Yeah. 
Well, you got Mel Anglestad and Kevin Holiday and Terry Toporowski and how much time do you have? I can I can name off thirty guys right now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, and it's like, well, and that's the other thing in these in these Facebook groups and everything else. Of course, the guy's the biggest piece of shit ever, unless he's on their team. Oh yeah. Th- then they defend him to the end of the earth. It's like, well, so you can't take any of that shit seriously. But it's like, yeah, I've watched, I've watched the two things he got suspended for, and it's like, uh, I, I'm literally, and again, I guess I'm from the, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not a fan of any of these teams. I couldn't pick Justin Portillo out of a police lineup. It doesn't mean anything to me. I am strictly watching, you're getting that unabashed view of when I watch these videos, unbiased, and I can't see any, suspension in any of this no there that's the thing it's not even like well should he have gotten 10 games or 18 games he should have gotten no games no at most a game misconduct and let's get yeah. on with our lives yeah yeah for for I, I could see a game misconduct for fighting like before the puck was dropped yeah because i mean even going back to the it, going back to the east coast league years ago it might have been Central League back then. Uh, whatever uh, Gabriel Bouton Gagnon was here, he fought before the puck dropped and got a game misconduct. So that's going back, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. So, yeah, that I could see a game misconduct. But I, I, don't, I wouldn't even suspend him for a game. And then because of that, it, that suspension cost him his job because he was just released from Knoxville. Yeah. And this is a guy, he was in Vermilion County last year, the team that folded halfway through the year. He wore the C in Vermilion County, and he was one of the assistant captains in Knoxville. So, I mean, he's obviously a guy who, who brings something to the team. Yeah. And he's not just some meathead out there. And he can play a, he can play a regular shift in this league. He wasn't one of these, you know, three, four-minute guys. Yeah. No, and it's like, and I don't know if these leagues now are just getting so, well, like I said, so they, so basically they, they probably get, they, I guess, give them a long enough suspension. It's like, oh, well, if we'll give them a long enough suspension, these teams will just cut them, which they did. So, okay, well, there, he got them out of the league now. And it's like the same thing with the federal league to go now to talk to this Dan- Daniel Ainsbury. They gave him 18 games and then halfway through the suspension, Oh, actually, we have a league meeting, and we're actually going to ban him from the league now. What? Like, oh yeah. So now Daniel Ainsbury is banned from the federal league. Okay, well, I remember when when that first happened. I sent you and Alec a clip. I said you got to watch close. But I I don't even think that was a two minute penalty. I think it's horrible what happened to the other guy. He obviously fell wrong or hit his head wrong and what happened to him is awful. You don't want to see that at all. But it was it was unfortunate that it happened like that, but it was not through an overly aggressive hit or through any act of brutality. No, and anybody that comes that gets a hold of me after listening to this and cries to me that as I'm not going to say who said it to me today, oh, it was a flying forearm. I'm like, uh, no, this isn't WWE. It was not a flying forearm. I don't know what fight you're wa- or what hit you're watching, but of course, I've I've noticed this particular person has 
somehow has an, seems to have an axe to grind with Daniel Amesbury. So everything he does is, again, he's the boogeyman and the scariest person ever. Um, my, my question to you would be, I personally, I would love to see a Southern Pro League team pick Amesbury up. And, uh, how do you think he would fare in the Southern Pro League? I, the only issue I have with him coming to the Southern Pro League is if he does, I want it to be at a team that plays in Quad City, either in Quad City or a team that plays up in Quad City a lot just so I can see him play. I think he would bring he, I mean, he would bring national media attention to the Southern League. I mean, you look at his mic'd up clips on YouTube, they got over a million views. Yep. At the very least, he's bringing publicity to your team. Yep. Secondly, he, he's putting butts in seats because it's exciting to watch him on the ice. Yep. And third, he is going to be, I know we, we discussed this off the air, but he'll be an enforcer, what an enforcer should be. Guys would be scared of him. Yep. Like Ryan Devine of the Southern League last year. Guys were genuinely scared to be on the ice with him because you didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. He'd take that four-minute penalty just to prove a point. And and maybe maybe the fact that hockey has passed me by, but isn't that the point that when you have a tough guy out there? Yeah. I mean, when you, when you hit a guy with a glass, you want it to hurt. You don't. I'm not saying you're trying to injure the other player, but you want him to come off the ice and say, "God damn, that hurt." Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to go in the corner when he's on the ice again. Yeah, I always you, thought you, so. You give somebody a two hand behind behind the play, he comes out, says, "Don't do that." He gives you a glove punch or two. You think, well, maybe I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. No, like I said, like I said before, it amazes me. Like you said, he has the media. He had the attention from Ice Wars. He's all over those videos. He fights in the rough and rowdy boxing contests on Barstool pay per view. He has a fight coming up here at the end of the month. So he's a known guy. He's a known entity. This is lower minor league hockey. You could bring this guy in. But I, like I said, back in the day, these were the guys that teams wanted to sign. The Curtis Voss, the John Morastis, the, you know, the showman, Marty Malnichuk. Now, I just, all I see online are people crying that he's mean. And, and oh, he just he hurts his team more than anything else. Like, wh- like I said, sorry, I get, who who won the championship last year? Yeah, well, that was yeah. And I'm like, if you go and watch those mic'd up videos, he those guys are afraid of him. You could just see it on the videos; they just cower from him when he comes yeah. into the pile and starts yapping. They all just disperse, and no one's saying anything back to him. So don't tell me he doesn't have an effect. He, he was the most effective enforcer at any level of hockey for the last five years. Easy. Yeah. When you yeah. look at a game in, game out, I'm not saying he was the best fighter. I'm not saying he's the best player. He was the most effective enforcer in minor league hockey, for especially the last two years that he was in Danbury, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and then people watch it, and I guess it's so out of character now. Like, they watch this mic'd up stuff. And like I said, I've had former players, you can see it online, they bitch about it. Which, to me, is, the hypocrisy is 
fucking hilarious. But it's just well, like, revisionist history there. It, yeah, it's like well, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to piss anybody else off. But it's yeah, it's we'll look at the past through rose colored glasses. What that is? Yeah, it's like well, I'm pretty sure you did the same thing, but. It just didn't stand. It did, guys out there doing it at the same time. Yeah, it didn't stand out because every team had guys doing it. Right now, uh, when he's the only one, you know, it's like, well, yeah. So you know, and like, like, listen, I get the people watch the thing and they're, you know, oh, I'm a Waterton fan or whatever, and I hate Amesbury. Oh, okay. I mean, I get it. Fine, go team. But overall. If he played in Watertown, you'd own his jersey. So, oh, absolutely. You know, come on. There, there's a guy who played. He's played in Peoria forever. This is actually his last year. His name is Alec Hageman. He's he's got six fights this year. I actually got the numbers up. I don't have his point totals, but I, I know he's I know he's at least top five of the league in points. And he's all he's usually top five in points, top five in pims. He's he's third in the league in fights and second in the league in pims. And he's the type of guy who everybody around the league hates. I would love to have him on the team in a heartbeat. Yeah. Any of these guys. I mean, you go down. You go down this list. The list of players. Even the top, even the top ten guys. Any one of these guys would be a hero wherever he played. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I and I and I really wish. I mean, I've said this on the show a million times. I really wish fans would recognize that. Put down, like, just uh, stop the fandom for a second and just think about your league and the entertainment value of your league and what it brings to your league. And Well, it's, it's, I'm, this is absolutely apples to oranges and I'm not calling it, I'm not comparing the two directly, but it's like art. Art, is supposed to bring about an emotional reaction, whether it's, it's, it's happiness, whether it's sadness, whether you're disgusted by it, it brings about an emotional reaction. And that's what these guys do. They bring about an emotional reaction. I mean, you, you talk to fans from other teams and they like hate these guys for what they do at work. And if you if you could step outside that for a second, you could see this guy is really good at his job. Yeah, you 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 should be able to at least appreciate that at the very least. Like back back in the United Hockey League days, look at a guy like Robin Bouchard or Jim Duhart. Yep, you you could step outside, take your jersey off, and look at it and, and see he is really really good at what he does. And as a hockey fan, you should appreciate being able to see that. Yes. Yeah. Instead, they get online and cry that he should be out of the league and it's all terrible and whatever. And it's just like, but like I said, yet if he was on your team, it'd be free Pertillo shirts, right? Oh, I, I, I know for a fact that there were people in Knoxville who hated him when he played for Vermilion County. But when the team folded and they signed him, he was the most one of the most popular players on the team. Yeah, funny. Just because he was wearing a different colored shirt. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so if you like, I said we we look at these. 
what team, um, I guess what, what, like you've seen all the teams play or whatever, who are kind of the, the, the tougher teams and who's kind of the, who's the, who are the, who's the weak link this year? Who are the softies so this year? Honestly, even though Bulka plays for him, Pensacola's pretty soft. Um, they have 15 total fights through 29 games, and Golka's got eight of them. Yeah. So he, he's got more than, than half the fights. So without him, you're looking at seven fights in 29 games. Um, Huntsville is, they don't have, they've never had like an overly tough team. They're always talented. Um, they played in Peoria this weekend and they racked up, I want to say seven or eight fighting majors. They're at 19 right now, but before this weekend, I think they were at 11 or 12 through 28 games. Um, and even, even Birmingham, who at the start of the year, they had a kid named Keyshawn Gervais, um, a first nation guy from Canada. And he had, I want to say six goals in three fights in four games, something like that before being called up to the East coast league and staying up there. But they only have 19 fights through 29 games, but you get teams that's up here in the North. Peoria's got 36 and 30 games. Quad City's at 27 and 20, so they're a, a fight a game. And Evansville's just about a fight a game with 24 and 28 games. And every time those three teams play each other, like it's, it's as close to old-school, vicious, ugly hockey as you can get. I mean, there's slashes behind the play every time guys are on the ice. It's, it's just mean, as close to truly mean hockey as you're going to see. And, man, it's fun to watch. There you go. So, who's who? Who's uh, you, uh, who's the biggest surprise to you? Do you have any letdowns? Has there been anybody to let you down so far? Honestly, if I'm sure some Quad City fans are going to listen to this, and I'm sure I'm not going to be liked for it, but uh, Quad City brought in a guy named uh, Nicola Levesque, and he was supposed to be. He played in the Federal League for a while. He was touted as you know. He was going to be a heavyweight, and and he's going to protect everybody on the ice. He's got three fights through this year, and you get guys who are skilled guys dropping the gloves when he's on the ice, and it's it's just embarrassing. Like there's no reason a skilled guy should drop the gloves when you got a tough a tough guy on the ice. Um, and honestly, I've not that. I'm not disappointed in, in how they play. I'm kind of disappointed in they haven't found the kind of competition I was hoping for. Um, but like the Leonard brothers and Roanoke, they're every time they're on the ice, it's fun to watch, but they just haven't found the, the guys to go with them very much, even though they're, they're both top 10 in the league in fights. They just, I, I watched them a couple games and you could tell they're ready to go whenever they're on the ice. But they just don't have guys going with them as much as they want. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, Sean Leonard, he's he's sitting at 105 penalty minutes so far this year, and he's only played 11 games. I mean, that's that's some old school numbers right there. Yeah, and you're 10 pim a game. Yep. Yeah, and he's been kind of uh, he's been up in the East Coast League a couple times. Yeah, he's been up and down. Um, and even Portillo, he he he's only stacking up at four or five fights this year. 
granted, I haven't watched many Knoxville games. They're going to be here in Quad City this weekend. Unfortunately, he won't be playing. But I can't imagine there's too many guys of your your kind of middle-tier guys that are willing to go with him either. And then that's the same problem with a guy like Spencer Kennedy. You've got to have somebody who's got you know, willing to go with a guy who's six, seven inches taller than you, and it's not as easy to find down here. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting going forward here for the second half. What uh, you know, what teams do in terms of uh, you know, if you know the East Coast League starts sending guys back down, or um, you know, anybody from the Federal well, League comes up, that type of thing. I've also noticed that there's been a few, I wouldn't say tough guys, but there's actually been a few guys from the LNAH who have signed in the league this past week. I'm curious to see if there's any, there's kind of skill guys, if there's any kind of tough guys, they're going to make their way down from Quebec. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you probably won't get the top tier guys. But a, a kind of middle tier guy who could, you know, make maybe make as much or a little bit more and get a little more exposure. Because you're, I mean, you're going to get like your your Nico Blatchmans who go up there for a little bit and then find success in the Coast League again. Yeah. But if a guy wants to, you know, try to make a run at a higher level of hockey, you're going to have to get out of the uh, out of Quebec to get some more eyes on you. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, and it's like the same story, right? It's like the LNH is, you know, and not knocking the guys in it, but it's, it's always going to have that stigma attached to it, right? Right. So it's like, and even though like we discussed off the air, I mean, it's, it's not what it was by any stretch of the imagination. And there's, no. there's some talented guys up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It still has that. It's, it's still the LNH. It's still got that name attached to it. Yeah. It's still, it's still the Chiefs movie, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not, but that's what people are going to think. So yeah, like you said, yeah, it's you... still it's still Jacques Dubé yeah. only taking face-offs next to the bench, but still getting seventy-five fights a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if any like teams kind of like bulk up a little bit. Like you said, I've you know, and I know there's rumblings out there of Amesbury and the Southern Pro League. I know it's been. It's been looked into. This is, it has been looked into. I will say that. Yeah. So, I would I would love it if one of these teams picked them up. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I like it'd be interesting if the Southern Pro League. I bet you they probably do honor the Federal League suspensions. I, I was told by someone who would have firsthand knowledge that it's on a case by case basis, and it's it's no there's no hard and fast rule for it but i could see the league saying no yeah but if they like like you and i discussed before we started recording if you are a business owner if you own a restaurant a bar a movie theater you're putting your best product out there for consumption yep wouldn't it make sense to have your best product out there that will get as many eyes on your product as possible Yep. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You can say whatever you want about Daniel Avery. You don't have to like him, whatever. I get it. But whatever team he went to in the Southern Pro League, 
that fan base, he would be an instant fan favorite. Um, he is a likable person. Like the boys would like, you know, he's good with the crowd. The fans like him. He's interactive. Oh, you know, the first the first time he dropped the gloves and he pumped that crowd up, there would not be five people sitting in that entire arena. Exactly. He's got his own podcast with AJ Galante, so he's very social media savvy. He's out there. The now the rest of the league fans, oh, I'm sure the amount of crying on Facebook would be tremendous. Um, but those fans, wherever town he played in, would love him. So, like you said, as an owner, I'm not sure who wouldn't want that. Now, you can come back to me and say, oh, well, you know, he's, we want someone with a little more skill or blah, 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 or is a one dimension. Like, are you, like, like I said, I, like I said, I guess this is the old man in me, or I'm just, I'm just the clueless fucking idiot sitting over here. <laughs> it's the Southern Pro League. I don't give a shit if someone's one dimensional or not. If it gets people cheering, he's on the team. Now, I'm not oh. saying, oh, let's get a whole line of them and we're going to make it the, the Laval Chiefs of 2005, but holy shit, one guy? So you're going to have your, so in, in the Southern Pro League, you can dress 16, yeah, 16 guys. So most teams will dress a 10th forward or even say a 7th defenseman. But even still, that 8th, ninth, 10th forward, how many shifts are they getting a period? Three, maybe four? Yeah. And that 10th forward's getting maybe one or two. So you have a 10th forward out there who in 20 games has an assist, is a minus two, and has six pins. Now, is he going to impact the game more than a guy who is going to play two shifts a period, have one or two assists, have 30 pins, and makes the other team look over their shoulder every time he's on the ice. Yeah. Well, and have probably five or six fights and have the highest selling jersey at the auction. Yeah. Yeah. Who are so we going to pick? When the, when the jersey's selling five or six hundred bucks, his is selling for eleven hundred. Yeah. No, we're going to keep the guy with one assist in six minutes. Yeah, he's really moving the needle. So I will, I'll give you a perfect example of this. So in, in, back in the in the old days of Quad City, there was one jersey auction a year. Now I think there's every team has you know. And jersey auctions a year. Yeah. Um, there was one jersey auction a year in Quad City. The two highest selling jerseys, every year the highest selling jersey was Kerry Toporowski or Gary Goulash. Yep. One year, Toporowski's went for $7,000. And the next year, Gary Goulash's went for $7,100. Yeah. It, it might have been vice versa. That's for all those points they were putting up. Yeah, Yeah, you can't tell me it's because they're logging time on the penalty kill. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, both of those guys could play penalty kill, regular shift, even power play once in a while. But it's not because they were playing, you know, they were the second power power play line. It's because they were putting up three and four hundred penalty minutes. And rattling the boards anytime somebody got in the corners. Yeah. No, like I said, I guess that's like that's where hockey has passed me by because it's to me it's just absolute insanity that Daniel Aysbury can't get a job. You know, in in the Southern Pro League, he'd be the toughest and guy not in the even league from a hockey standpoint. Yeah, just from a business standpoint. Yes. 
And I mean, it, like, and they, again, everyone's talking like, yeah, like he's, oh, he, he's out there in running shoes or something. He ain't that bad. He can get up no. and down the ice. Again, he's not going to be running your power play, but give me a break. Like everybody, again, talks like he's some sort of serial killer. It's like, no, you know, like just put him as your 10th forward. He's argue, he'd be arguably the toughest guy in the league. I'm sure he'd probably be the toughest guy in the league, give or take. And he'd be your most popular player. I, I don't, I just don't understand. And he brings all the social media attention and everything else. I just don't understand these teams thinking. I don't get it. Because every team's so had a shot maybe, at him, and they haven't done you, it. You know what? Even I'll play devil's advocate. Well, he's going to give the other team power plays. Yeah. Okay. Say he gives the other team two power plays a game. I don't know the stats offhand, but I guarantee you, even the best power play in the Southern Pro League is going to be scoring what twenty percent. Yeah, maybe. If it's a damn good power play, maybe 25%. Yeah. So every two, every three games, that's one extra goal. Devil's advocate, half a goal a game just because he's out there. But you know what? I guarantee you he's going to open up ice when he's on the ice, and that half a goal a game or third goal a game is going to come back to you twice as much. Yeah. Well, like I'm looking at the standings here. Like I said, Ainsbury is free to go wherever. I know inquiries have been made to the teams. I'm goddamn making. I have seven wins. I can't, I mean, you know, I think everyone comes dressed as a chair by looking at the attendance numbers. Oh. Why? Quad City was in Macon on, uh, just, just this past Monday on Martin Luther King Day, which admitted it was an afternoon game, but no kids are in school, and there couldn't have been 700 people in the stadium. Yeah. And you got seven wins. You're dead last. Oh yeah, better not bring him in. That might, you know, that might actually spark some interest. It's. It, I would bring him in and market him to the moon. Like, oh yeah, I, yeah. What, what do you got to lose? No, well, more games. Apparently, you can't win anything. <laughs> you're not winning with him now. What are you going to lose with him? Well, you're already losing without him. So, I, like, I, I just don't. This is just insanity to me. I don't get it. Lower minors, and we're not. We got a chance to bring an entertainer in with a social media presence. Oh no, don't do that because somebody might cry on Facebook about it. Oh my God! Like, but you know what? Still talking about your team. Yes. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Not in minor league hockey. There ain't. Fuck. I know that's for damn sure. I don't mean. That's I said. I don't get it. Like, I, somebody, people listening. I'm sure there's some Southern Pro fans listening. This is the first time, and last time probably listening to this show. But hey, <laughs> my DMs are open. Reply in the comment section. Like, are Jay and I full of shit? Like, are, what are we missing here? Someone, is there anyone in the league listening to this? Someone get a hold of me then. Tell me that I'm just so clueless, what I'm so clueless about. Like, I, to me, this is marketing 101. I don't understand yeah, it's, it. It's it's the bottom line. It's going to bring more money in than it's going to cost you. Yes. I don't get it. No. But I guess that's maybe why we don't know hockey teams. I guess yeah. not. You know, I don't know. But... Anyway, and and like I said, I'm not sitting, I'm not trying, like I know it's coming across like, oh, I'm waving the Amesbury pom-poms over here, but I'm just using him as an example because he's a free agent right now, and it's not like, again, it's not like enforcers are growing on trees, but I mean, him, I, I, he's a perfect example because he's, 
he's he's such a well he's a polarizing figure but he's got like that social media presence about him and stuff that's why i'm kind of talking about him uh, you know because you know he can talk people into the building as well right you could bring in i know there's two guys playing senior league hockey in alberta right now travis check bo cornell bring one of those guys in yeah yeah you know, I, I, what Malcolm Humor? Yeah, Malcolm Humor. Yeah, because who's the cat? There's the cat there on Quad City. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Cole Galka. He played with Malcolm Humor and Dryden. Um, I believe, or he played in Dryden. Maybe he wasn't there when Malcolm Humor was there. No, he wasn't. He was before Malcolm Humor. But Malcolm Humor played with uh, on the same junior team at, or in the same junior league and team as Cole Galka did and uh, he seems to be doing quite well in Quad City so I'm sure Malcolm Humert could have who had an excellent fight at Ice Wars and he brings that toughness um, and he was a skilled and he, guy. And he could play a regular shift yes, he's he, not going to be a three shift guy no but again I, <laughs> I don't Jay help me understand I don't get it are we I, that I far either. gone obviously I don't Yeah, we must be it's it must be that we are the old Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets in the in the balcony, just yelling about everything. I guess I don't know. Well, we're Muppets, that's for sure. But uh, I don't know. While well, we've ranted and raved that they they can bring toughness in and they don't, and uh, we talked about the tough guys and. Some of the fight. Who? Hey, well, I know as a guy that you know has the fights on his channel and went and reviewed some of the fights. What uh, for the folks listed if they wanted to check it out? Who? What are a couple of the good tilts this year that they should check out? There's. Uh, I tell you what, the first one that comes to mind is kind of an under under the radar one. Uh, Mike Moran from here in Quad City and a guy from Huntsville named Dom Procopio. Uh, they had a hell of a scrap. It was twelve twenty two and. You will see something that uh, you will not see very often. You will see a team with chrome helmets and chrome numbers on their jerseys. That's terrible. It's all like, you know me, I am 100%. I'm 110% circus sideshow, especially when it comes to jerseys and helmets. But, I mean, those helmets are just awful. Yeah. Oh, um, um, there's actually a couple good. If, if any any Mike Moran fights you want are pretty uh, pretty exciting. Um, the Spencer Kennedy Sean Golka tilt from the first of December was a it was a, a hell of a, a hell of a fight. And I mentioned his name Matthew Hobbs earlier. Kind of an undersized guy, barely six foot tall. He's willing to go with anybody. And a good example of that is uh, his fight with Spencer Kennedy from December 9th. Um, Kennedy takes it to him pretty good, but Hobbs eats probably 10 bombs and just walks right through them. It's, it's an entertaining as hell fight. Or yeah. honestly, if you go to uh, D skunk on YouTube, just start the most recent and watch most of them. I, I have not put up every single fight from this season. I, <laughs> You know as well as I do, and this is nothing against the guys who are dropping them. Absolutely not. But you're not going to get uh, a barn burner, absolute main card fight every time. No. So 
I kind of I kind of curated a list for you. Um, go and take a look, and you're going to be entertained. There you go, folks. What more do you want? We got we got the fights. We're not only just talking about them; we're presenting them to you on video on D Skunk on YouTube. And, and after you watch all those, after you watch all my fights going back, I mean, I got United League. I got yeah, United, AHL, Central League, IHL. After you're done watching mine, go over to uh, what is it? Fourth line something. I think it's fourth line. Uh, fourth line voice. I want to say he's got. Uh, like four hundred and thirteen thousand hours of fights on his channel, I think. Yeah, and that, and that, and, and and in saying that, that's why we are clearly out of touch with today's hockey. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I'll go through and I'll watch your fights for the fifteenth time rather than watch uh, an NHL game. Oh, I almost texted you. Okay, so a little a little behind the curtain, how the sausage is made here, folks. Um, I mean, Darren, Darren's a good friend of mine. We you know we text each other every day. Yep. And I almost texted you the other day. I got an email. I forget who. It was some NHL partner. And they said, these are the last 10 names on the All-Star team. And I could not. I had no idea who these fucking people were. <laughs> no. Like, they could have They could have been, like, make a player in NHL 2000 for all I know. Yep. <laughs> I would much rather watch the fights that you got up there for the fifth time than watch anything nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, the kids at work there were talking about. Why? Well, yeah, I don't even remember their names. I don't. If some some a bunch of guy, some Philly, some prospect went to Anaheim. Oh, and they have this guy, this guy, and this guy. Like they were talking, to, and he's looking at me like I should know who these people are. I said I don't know. They they may as well be in the witness protection program. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> they go to the picnic with Alec every year in the witness protection program. Exactly. I'm like, like like that kid from who who was in Philly. I texted you about. I'm like, who the hell you ever heard of this guy? Like, no, I never did. I'm like, yeah, I I didn't either. But I guess he wasn't even returning the Flyers phone calls. Yeah, yeah, I had to go look it up. Was it Cutter Gauthier or something? But I'm like, yeah. Oh, I I read that the balls of that kid. I'm like, seriously, the Flyers fly out John Leclaire and who else to go talk to you? And you won't even take the meeting. You send your agent. Holy shit! Like. Yeah, you haven't played a minute in the NHL. Jesus. All right. Like that kid's got some stones on. I, I I don't know who he is or I don't I literally know nothing about him. No. Aside from he played it for USA in the World Juniors, because that yeah. was in the article I read. Yeah. But I like this kid. Yeah, he's got some huevos, man. I don't know. It's just like yeah. Um, I I I don't know. I just yeah, I have nothing for or against him. I've just kinda all right, I guess. And everybody's like, oh, it's just like what Lindros did. I'm like, mm, not really. But I, I am guessing he will not have the statistical or cultural impact of either Eric Lindros or Peter Forsberg, who kind of did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think so. But yeah, well, we'll see. But um, yeah, well, if there... he does, I will, I will eat one of my hats. I have many hats. I will consume one. We'll see what the future holds. There you go. Hey, what, hey, does Quad City have any upcoming? I know you always talk about the Carney stuff before we go here, uh, and you're all, you're big into the jerseys. We talked about Kiss Night and everything else. Is it, what's around the corner for Quad City in terms of uh, Jersey Night? As a matter of fact, this weekend it is rebrand weekend. Okay, they are taking the ice as the Quad City Ice Gators, paying tribute to the franchise which existed 
before the owner purchased it and moved it to Quad City. Okay. And that's a pretty sharp jersey. The jerseys are, uh, it actually kind of has like the alligator scale look on them. Yep. And then next weekend, I believe, is a Scooby-Doo jersey. Oh, see, there you go. Scooby- did, I, did I send you pictures? They did a uh, uh, Day of the Dead jersey this year. Yes. Which, evidently, uh, the Monarch Butterfly is, is, is a big representation of the Day of the Dead. And it was a big Monarch Butterfly in the jersey. And, man, it was slick. I love that the that the that the local local team here is willing to go off the wall. I got to give Brian and and the rest of the guys and and girls in the front office credit. They do a fantastic job with that. And yeah, that'll be may, maybe maybe one or two more. I have a I have some of the old school ice skaters jerseys that are going to be busted out for the weekend. Yep. But maybe one of those uh, Quad City ice skaters will be being hung up in the closet after this weekend as well. Time will tell. There you go. Well, there we go, folks. There's there's your kind of your your half. Well, we'll get Jay on at the end of the year. We'll we'll do a wrap up Southern Pro League wrap up. Um, hopefully, we'll have Jay on again before that to talk about the Major League Hockey fight tournament that's coming up, or an Ice Wars preview tournament. We'll get him and uh, him and Alec back on the show, and hopefully, we can have a fight tournament to talk about here coming up shortly. But uh, and we will do. I know it's we've we've the the phone call has been placed twice regarding another season ticket episode. Yes. However, as as does tend to happen, we lost track and uh, it got a bit wait, late in the night for recording. Yeah, but we will do that. And for those wondering what that is, basically you just take a, a season um, and uh, we just go over what happened all in that. Like we'll go back to what what season did you and I do? It was, it was the 05-06 uh, UHL season. It featured Murder for Hire. A death in the middle of the season, mobsters, a federal indictment, and an anamorphic stuffed enema. There you go. So if you're like, if you, well, I want to get in on this, um, I'm not quite sure what episode it was, but scroll back and through my 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 uh, my episodes, it's episode two something around there, but it'll say season ticket, and you'll see UHL 506, and it was uh, yeah, we broke down the season and. Uh, and, and it, it got very good reviews, and it got a lot of listens. And um, I can't I, off the top of my head. What, what's the, what was the female that played in every team? Molly McAllister was her name. She, I she reached out to me and said she very much enjoyed the episode, and it brought back a lot of memories. So because um, we talked yep, about go her. and go and listen for the tough guy talk, and stay for uh, the mention of a stuffed enema. Exactly. What more can it? What hey? You get enemas, highlights, betting. What more do you want out of a pod, a hockey podcast, folks? I'm telling you, that's why. Oh, do Do you want my review of the sandwich that I had tonight? Oh before yes. Go. Before we go, we've talked about high lie. We've talked about enemas. Speaking of enemas, Jay is going to talk about <laughs> the yes the the I got the the picture of it sent to me. I will say the uh, it does not look like the television commercial. But what did you eat today? The peanut butter onion bacon burger from Sonic Drive In. There you go. And I gotta it? say, it's it was. I gotta give it a solid seven to ten. It was it, it was nice and salty. Could have used more bacon, but it was it was pretty tasty. Nice, the the sweetness from the the caramelized onions with the peanut butter and bacon. It was it was pretty tasty. Now I might give you a different review here in two to four hours, but uh, if you have a Sonic around you, uh, tell them Jay the Lugan 
Told you to come in and get the peanut butter bacon burger. There you go, folks. What more do you want? There you go. Got a couple fat guys talking about peanut butter burgers and animus. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can tell you, I might be number four in China today. I won't be by tomorrow or when this episode no, this comes is, up. This is number two talk. Well, no, I was going to say enjoy the charts now because I ain't going to see them again after this. But yeah. You're big in Bangkok. Exactly. Thailand. <laughs> Well, there we go, folks. Uh, well, thank you, sir, for coming on. I uh, always enjoy having you on. And uh, there we go. There, there's folks. There is your halfway point of the Southern Professional Hockey League. Thank you, Thanks sir. Thanks a lot, Darren. You have a good night. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?